Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in High Fidelity. Welcome to the Along Came a Writer Network. Opinions expressed in our shows do not necessarily reflect those of the network. Well, welcome to Chat Noir, Mystery and Suspense. I'm Linda Kozar, your host, and today I am departing a bit from the Mystery and Suspense to interview an author I've never met in person, uh, Linda Davis. I first saw her on stage at the American Christian Fiction Writers Annual Conference in Nashville, Tennessee this past year as she accepted the final award of the evening, the celebrated Carol Award for her breakout novel, The Calling of Ella McFarlane. And she just captivated the entire ballroom with her down-home style of speaking and her charming personality. Um, Plus, Linda Davis is named Linda like me, and she's hilarious. (laughs) So with great pleasure, it is my pleasure to introduce her to you today. Hello, Linda Davis. Uh, Thank you for coming. I, I mean, I feel like Minnie Pearl, you know? I'm just so <laughs> glad to be here. <laughs> well, I want to tell people the names of your your two books before we, you know, get into this. Okay. Um, the Calling of Ella McFarland and A Christmas to Remember. Now, The Calling of Ella yeah. McFarland won the Jerry B. Jenkins um, Operation First Novel Award in 2014, and of course, the ACFW Carroll Award in 2016. And then A Christmas mm-hmm. to Remember is a novella, and that, yes. it, did that just come out? It was just that just recent? That's uh, what I thought. in October, and it's a follow-up. It's three years later. You know, you get to see what Ella's up to three years later. You know, oh, awesome. And and all character. these books are available everywhere that fine books are sold online, <laughs> I like yes, to say. <laughs> and someone That's right. I know, uh, ordered through, just by calling Barnes & Noble, just called, they mm-hmm. ordered it, mm-hmm. to the store, no shipping charge. It was awesome. Yeah, I mean, people Not don't all. know they can do that, but they can, you know, it's awesome. So, um, I am going to start, I like to start at the beginning. Now, I'm going to tell a little bit about you. You're a historical fiction writer, and we're going to talk about that a little later. Um, The author of one novel and one novella, um, and that's so far. And um, you do have a a bit of mystery and suspense in in The Calling of Ella McFarland, so we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, You love Jesus. You met your husband, Alan Church. You have a son and a daughter in a veterinary practice together. You will talk about yes. that too, and six grandchildren. Okay, so tell us about some of that stuff. Okay, well, I uh, let's see, which we're um, I love Jesus. Um, I just love him. He is yes. uh, <laughs> the light 
the light of the world, the light of my heart, and it is my joy to write stories that involve him and his being discovered by characters, whether it's initially or discovering his grace in a brand new way. So that's sort of my, that's my, that's my goal. That's my mission. Mm, um, yes. Then, Good mission. Let's see. I, I was reared in a home where, you know, a faith. Uh, we were one of those families who made it every time the door opened, whether anybody else was there or not, you know. And, but it wasn't until I was an adult a number of years later that I really came to understand the grace of God carries me and covers me between one amen and the next. I honestly at one point wondered if I was saved from one amen to the next. I think everybody does that at some point in their in their uh-huh. walk, don't you? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes. But um, Max Lucado made a huge difference in my understanding of the grace of God. And mm-hmm. I've been at- attending his church and, and uh, here in San Antonio for over 20 years. And in the process, my daughter had triplets and <laughs> a very, very trying um, uh, pregnancy. And only by the grace I can of God imagine. did those children make it. Um, anyway, so after they were born and I just exulted in what I was looking at and feeling, suddenly I remembered, you know what? I'm, I, I've always wanted to leave a, a legacy of faith in writing. What a perfect time it, to start thinking about what that legacy of faith is going to be in writing because I'm not going to be here forever. And no, wait, that's a perfect segue to my question about how <laughs> yes. you got started. <laughs> so oh, you can okay. just keep okay. going. Sorry. <laughs> well, that's how I got started. Uh, I've got to say that the, the very first seeds were planted by my grandmother, Ella, when I was just a little bitty girl. I don't even think I was in school yet, and she would pull me up on her lap and rock in that rocking chair that made that distinctive little crooked sound, crooked look, mm-hmm. and um, she would tell me about her life in Indian territory, which I thought was the most exciting, wow. it had to be the most exciting place in the world, and as it turned out that became the state of Oklahoma, but when she was born and reared there, it was still uh, Indian territory. So she did have some exciting stories to tell, and I, as I came on through school, when I got to third grade, I thought to myself, Mama, which is what I called her, she only went to third grade. Oh, my, that's not a lot of school. And so later Mm -hmm. on, periodically through my life, I'd wonder, I wonder how things might have been for her if she'd gone 
on her school? What if she's gotten an education? Where could she have gone and what could she have done? And that was the, that, that was, those were the seeds and the beginning roots mm-hmm. that sprouted. And then when these babies were born and I so wanted to leave a legacy of faith for them, it all came together in, I'm going to write a story about an Ella, with God's help, in Indian territory that tells the story of grace and how God's grace covers us in more more ways than we can imagine. He just layers the grace on us. Layer okay, now you, had, now you had this dream, but... Um, now we all know yes. when we start off as writers, we may we can write papers <laughs> in in oh college goodness. and stuff. But learning to write novels is a whole different thing. So so how did you get started from there? Okay, the first thing that happened was the children were just little babies; they were infants, and I thought, well, I'm going to have to figure out what this is about. So I got on line, which was a new experience for me. They are 11 years old, almost 12, and I wasn't that comfortable yet then on the computer and technology and all, but I got on and I started researching, uh, writing novels, and in the process, I stumbled upon, I think God probably put that little little, uh, he's the one that tripped me, uh, but I found online an offer to write an essay and the first prize was the writing for the soul conference oh the okay Jerry jenkins writing for the soul conference in colorado springs which well, is I no more now know, which is yes it, it, it's exactly it's yeah it's no okay. more but and this was like uh 06 i think so I mm-hmm. thought, well, you know, I could write an essay and I can turn it in. It was to a radio program here in San Antonio. Um, the um, it was a talk rodeo, rodeo uh, talk radio show. <laughs> talk uh, radio would be fun too. The, <laughs> yes, and it was one of the sponsors was Jerry Jenkins and the Writers Guild, Christian Writers Guild. So I thought, you know what, I can do this. I can send this into the radio host and I don't won't tell anybody I did it. So nobody will be asking questions. I'll just send it in. And I did. And then I promptly forgot about it. I just forgot I had done it. And that's the best way. (laughs) Yes. I just forgot. Lo and behold, one day at work I get a phone call and it's from this radio host, Adam McManus and he said, Linda Davis, I want you to read your essay on air today. Oh, I, <laughs> I was on air that time, Linda. I told you I hadn't been on air for There you go. I about that. Anyway, I him, I said, oh, my goodness, I'm at work. And he said, well, this is the day. And I said, he said, how long does it take you to get home? So, man, I took off and I found that essay and read it. And there were three of us. And then he announced I won. So uh, oh. I was, I was so amazed. So I got how exciting! Both. 
it was so exciting and I knew nothing about publishing, but that was, boy, was that a, a grand beginning. Um, my husband oh, boy. and I got yeah. flown out there, went to the conference, stayed at the Broadmoor. Oh, I really felt a confirmation from God that that I was on the right track, that, that this was a mm-hmm. path he wanted me on. And I just saw it as a huge learning experience. And then from that point on, I realized I've got to learn. Um, so I went to conferences and I went to workshops and I bought books on writing and submitted little uh, pieces for critique. And then I finally, I just wrote a story, just really didn't know what I was doing. I just wrote something from my Sometimes heart. Sometimes that's best. And when I, <laughs> yes, I just wrote it from my heart and it covered 20, 22 years of <laughs> Of Ellis Live, and um, an editor of one of the major houses said it sounded interesting, so he had me send the manuscript. And Linda, his answer, you know, anytime there's a rejection, you just feel like you'll never be able to sit down at the computer again. But his rejection was exactly what I needed. It said, mm-hmm. he said, it's not well crafted enough. And I thought to myself, well, what does Well, that that's mean? not so bad. There's worse. <laughs> yes. He just said it's just not well-crafted enough. So I thought to myself, and I told my husband, well, it's not his job to tell me what well-crafted is. I've got to get out there and learn. So that's when I started American Christian Fiction Writers and... I mean, developing my library here and getting online and learning what experts have to say. And um, I went through a period of of extreme uh, discouragement, too, that a lot of writers feel. And there was nothing I could put my my finger on. It was uh, about a year before the Operation First novel uh, contest was announced, the winning. I had gone uh-huh. off and just shut down my computer and not had a, uh, not, I didn't write a word for six months. But then I woke up one wow. morning and I just, I just felt this, this longing, this certainty in my heart that I belonged at the computer. So I just started weeping, and I told my husband, I said, I can't deny this any longer. I've got to go in there and put what I've learned in practice. And I opened up a document and typed chapter one. And four months later, I turned it in for the Operation First Novel. And the rest is amazing history. Wow. And and so you're drawn to historicals primarily so far, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because so of, you want to share your family history yeah. as a yeah. legacy. Yeah. As but, a legacy. Um, do you think that um, these days with all the kids and well, adults too, everyone involved in um, fascination with electronics that Mm-hmm. storytelling 
is becoming a lost art. Oh, yes. 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 That we don't just um, sit around and talk. We exactly. That is so true. As I have said since this book came out, as a matter of fact, while I was writing it, I thought so many times, why in the world didn't I listen more to Mother? Bless her heart. She, you know, she, she probably wondered that a few times herself, right? <laughs> she, you know, she, she'd say, come on, let me show you something. She's always saying, come here, I'll show you something. And she'd open up a cedar chest or she'd open up a box. And and I always cooperated but and listened out of one ear. But um, it's amazing how many of those stories, little tidbits have come back to me now uh but i would so enjoy being able to sit down with her and just enjoy it with her you know but i told somebody the other yeah. day she has a front row seat in heaven so she's loving me <laughs> now, now i have to ask would you ever consider writing in another genre or has has it ever occurred to yes. you yes oh yeah like oh, which yes. which one i i would go i don't think it would be mystery suspense although that is my go-to genre for my own mm -hmm. just getaway reading I mm -hmm. love mystery suspense and who knows it could lead there but um Jamie no Lane Amish <laughs> no um. no I doubt Amish. <laughs> I doubt I would but if you know, perhaps I, I don't want to close the door on any genre, but that's not what comes to me initially. Um, I love stories with a great deal of heart and depth and uh, mm -hmm. uh, beauty of the language and for example, I love Ann Tetlock and Jamie Langston Turner. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, a contemporary along those lines, I could definitely yeah. imagine myself doing. Yes. Well, um, so and what are you writing too. now? And children's. Okay, that's right. another one. So, and what are you writing right absolutely. now? Well, right now I'm doing the second novel after The Calling of Ella McFarland. It's a surprise who the heroine is, but it's one of the characters who was okay, in cool. um, the, the Calling. And it's nine years later, 1914, uh, the Great War, World War One. It's just started and uh, this character has uh, her story begin on the day that World War One breaks out. War is clear. Well, how um, long typically does it take you to write an entire novel? I'm, I mean, the first time. I'm, I'm so, well, the first time, you know, like I said, I mean, it was just several years for, for all of the ideas, the inspiration, the Submitting, no, that's not what it needs to be. No, 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 no. Um, I'm going to start over here or I need to cut it down. That took several years. I didn't, I, this didn't happen overnight by any means. But once I got started, that, 
that day after six months of trying to make myself not be drawn back into the story, it took me four months of doing nothing but writing. Just I think the more you write, writing. the less time it has to take because you kind of get in the in the flow of it, I guess, you know. Absolutely. Um, uh, now, I have to I ask really you. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, go on. Yes. No, 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 no. Okay, now we're running out of time, so I want to be sure to um, catch everything. Let's see. So okay. what did it feel like when you heard your name called for the Carol Award? Were you just, I mean, floored? I was absolutely floored. I was actually expecting one of the others to win. And, you know, people say that and they say, oh, I'm so surprised. I wasn't expecting this. But I, I, I mean, yeah, you've got a 33 and a third percent chance of winning. Mm -hmm. But if you look at it the other way, you've got a 67 and two thirds percent chance of not winning. <laughs> <laughs> That's another way. <laughs> That's another way. So I was making a video of the screen because I thought, I'm going to give this to her. I'm going to get her with contact info and send this to her. And when the when my name came up and my novel came up, I was just, the camera goes bizarre. <laughs> it shows the ceiling, the floor, the <laughs> 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 crazy and then it ends up on the table and blacked out and I'm just saying oh oh, oh you know I, no I, <laughs> I just couldn't and I had said I had prayed for the the beauty of God's grace to come through through every single award that night and so I as I got up I thought Oh, the Lord is answering my prayer in such an unexpected way. Um, <laughs> any, anyway, I, I thought, afterwards, I said, he, God took my inhibitions that night, and he threw <laughs> them into the... <laughs> well, I tell you what, we were captivated. You, I mean, nobody could just move. Nobody wanted to stop you. Usually, you know, at the end, they're bringing out the hook yeah. to get the last person up. But nobody wanted to do that because you were just so entertaining and funny. Oh. You know, I, that was amazing. Well, oh, I, I really, uh, I worked with um, Sean Coon, you know, um, mm -hmm. um, it, it, for a little bit. And uh, it was part of the prize I got for winning the mm -hmm. Operation First novel. And he mm -hmm. and I talked a lot about my inhibitions, you know. And uh, he said, Linda, just be <laughs> yourself, okay? He said, just be So you yourself. took that to heart, didn't you? <laughs> I said, oh, Sean, Sean, the Lord has separated me from my inhibitions as far as the East is from the West. <laughs> well, uh, it was, everybody loved that. It was, it was an, it was a delight, a delight. The, the high point of my life, really. I, I've never well, known as much thrill and enjoyment, just pure enjoyment, as that was. It was 
Well, no one's ever going to be able to follow up, you know, how you ended the, the show this past year. I mean, no one. It's just never going to be the same. No one's ever going to top that, ever. <laughs> and I've been to a lot of these. So <laughs> um, now um, I thought, let's see, I thought it would be fun for us to do a believe it or not at the end of our interview, just for fun, just for giggles and grins. I like to do lightning rounds oh, okay. or believe it or not. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so um, so this one is all this little trivia, so we'll talk about it. Okay, so bubble wrap, was that invented to be packing material or wallpaper? It was packing material, I guess. <laughs> well, believe it or not, when they invented it, it was supposed to be 3D wallpaper. No, but it would have been very entertaining if it was wallpaper because you'd be popping that just all day long. <laughs> or you see your cat jumping up there and popping yeah. it and getting scared. <laughs> okay, well, next question. Um, the Simon of Simon & Schuster Publishing, since we're writers, um, uh, mm -hmm. is that Simon the singer Carly Simon's dad? or the famous playwright and author, Neil Simon? No, not Neil Simon. Okay, it's you're right. Carly it's Carly Simon's dad. And I didn't yeah. know that. That's that's a little thing I, <laughs> I found out. Okay, quick, which cookie came okay. first? The Oreo or the Hydrox? You remember Hydrox, I'm sure. Well, actually they were the same thing, weren't they? I mean, okay. No, there's uh, they they're competing brands. Hydrox, I think, was the first. Uh, I know in my my research for my book, uh, Hydrox. You're right. Hydrox was first. Out there. It was actually four. It came out actually four years before Oreo. I didn't yeah. know that. But somehow Hydrox yeah. didn't taste as good. I don't know why. I think it was just. Yeah. Um, they probably brainwashed us or something. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Right. Uh, I know. <laughs> okay. It does. Okay. Now here's here's another cookie one. Why is there a string okay. handle on animal cookies? You know those animal crackers that you buy, the special little ones. Yeah. I buy those as a treat for me. Are they yeah. just to carry around or to hang on a Christmas tree? Oh, I'll bet you they're to hang on a Christmas tree originally. You're I'll right. Bet you anything. You're oh, right. They were designed to hang on a Christmas tree. And oh, I don't know about you, but sometimes I'll treat myself and I'll buy one of those cute little boxes and I'll just eat the whole thing. <laughs> I love those. I love those too. They, they taste better than I the mean, other ones. They, they really do. do. They okay. They taste better than the ones, yeah, that come in the big jars too. Yes, they do. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the other ones stick to your teeth. But anyway, we won't go there. Um, <laughs> so what, what do you call the dot on a lowercase i? The dot on, the on a lowercase i. I have it's a no tough idea. One. I had a hard time with that. It's called a it's called a tittle, like that scripture, every jot and tittle. That's the tittle. Jot and tittle. Oh my mm -hmm. goodness. Jot and I know. Isn't this fun? Isn't this fun? Oh, I, I enjoy I'm it. Use that. I'm gonna use that. Uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, and uh, okay. 
the last one is, have you ever heard of a lawn mullet? A lawn, a lawn mullet. mullet. <laughs> is that related at all to a divot? A golf? No. Divot? You know what? A, you know what a lawn mullet is? It's um, haircut. No. A neatly manicured front yard with an unmowed mess oh. in the back. I know, I know. So, okay, so people can find your books just about anywhere, and they can they they're in print too. Are are you going? Um, are are your books in Audible as well? Not yet, but I hope they will be. Um, just stay tuned for that. Well, you'll have to you'll have to find just the right narrator to play uh, to play Ella. You know that should be fun. Ella interviewing people for that. <laughs> um, a, so people, I, I do. I have a. I'm sorry, a book trailer uh, that I had done for that was done. For yes. That that uh, narrator's voice is beautiful. Okay, and and uh, you can find that people can see that book trailer on on your website. Um, yes. Which is Linda at Linda Brooks Davis dot com. And they can find you on Facebook and Twitter and Goodreads and uh -huh. Pinterest. Uh -huh. They can find you just about anywhere in the universe. And they can find Did, uh, also the video of my little granddaughter, Ella, who was named for my grandmother, Ella. There's all this, there's this little Ella thread that runs through our family. Amen. Well, we and ran out of time. <laughs> we are totally oh, out of time. <laughs> Thank you so much for coffee. being on the show. And well, I want to have you back when you write your follow-up book. I definitely want to have you back and we'll get into some more stuff. Yeah, and you you know what? Next time you bring me some trivia and we'll and you can quiz me next time. How's that? Okay, that'll be fun. Yes. It'll be Linda to Linda and I think I'll go into my historical uh, treasure house. Mm -hmm. There you There's go. Lots of, like, I've already got one right now. That I'm gonna okay, have. there you go. Okay, you save it. All so right. next time we'll do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you okay, so much, okay. Linda. Linda Davis, check out her books. Bye-bye. Thank you, Linda. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.